everybody, and welcome to the Monster Baby Podcast. My name is Ted Desmaisons. And I am Lisa Rowland. We are your hosts, your congenial hosts, your happy hosts, your... Grateful hosts. Grateful hosts. We are so grateful. Uh, we welcome you. Monster Baby Podcast is a curious romp through the worlds of mindfulness and improvisation. And today's episode tackle, tackles, just explores... Like a, like a football player. Just takes yeah. it down. Uh, gratitude. Yeah. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna do some tackling, some blocking... Uh, run some drills, some fly patterns, some post patterns. Pa- passing, dribbling. <laughs> yeah, just... All the sports things. We're the, sportsing gratitude. We're sportsing gratitude. And we hope you like it. So, yeah, get your knee pads on and... <laughs> no, it's really not a, a good analogy for what we did. We had a good conversation about gratitude and yeah. we enjoyed it. Learned some new things ourselves. Yeah, I really enjoyed thinking about some of the new ways that I'd like to start start viewing viewing things so yeah. i so we hope you find it not only interesting to listen to but also valuable for how you might carry on in your daily life and we started with a little game a little warm-up exercise which is kind of fun so we are going to include that and uh it may or may not have anything to do with gratitude but... no, i'm grateful for laughter i'll say that i'm grateful for it and right people on. who will play with me right on so again thank you for coming to the monster baby podcast and uh take it away enjoy Do you have a warm-up? Uh, do I have a warm-up? I don't have a warm-up, but I have a, a feeling like I want to do one. And and uh, so I've listened to previous podcasts and I've been doing been transcribing them. Mm-hmm. And maybe we, we should talk about that. Maybe we'll put the transcriptions up for people to read through if they want. Or if we have any deaf monster baby... Listeners? <laughs> not listeners, but like fans. Fa- followers? Followers. I'm not sure what they would be following. No. <laughs> But they didn't even know that we could put transcripts up and they could read them. Podcasts for the deaf. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Who's doing those? Nobody. It's an open market. (laughs) This is brilliant. (laughs) No one's doing podcasts for the deaf. Those are called books, actually. (laughs) They are doing them. They're called books and articles. articles. Yeah. Yeah. Blogs. Those are podcasts for the deaf. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But, uh, no, I've just, I've so been enjoying playing games with people so doing yeah. warm-ups at at bats with when i've done lighting and i've gotten to do warm-ups oh, yeah, with yeah, people yeah. on stage well, yeah. are there any that you particularly like who did one with me the other day that was really hard uh it was one word at a time it was word at a time three things oh dave that's dave's yeah but it was just with two people great so it was Should really, we try it really, let's try it yeah all right um three Ways you could skin a cat. Take a razor to the cat. Lift the cat by its skin and wait until the body falls out. And try to think that idea about skinning a cat until it comes true <laughs> three forms of uh, larceny that go together <laughs> taking cars from children and cats <laughs> simultaneously um uh vandalizing a Oops. <laughs> Uh, bank 
with your deposit slips. Uh, and stealing your own diary back from yourself. <laughs> Three <So>. forgettable <laughs> um, songs. Take it away. <laughs> Bring me back to where I was before. And Darlene, oh my Darlene! <laughs> yeah, these are terrible. That's so terrible. <laughs> they're, they're fun. They're, they're wonderful. Yeah, they're great. Uh, I mean, those were supposed to be forgettable okay. song titles. True. True. Three um, understatements from world history. Rome is. All right. <laughs> Whoa. That was something of a bomb after Nagasaki. <laughs> and did you overturn the government? <laughs> said uh, Mark Marcus. Aurelius. <laughs> okay. Uh, wow. I love those. It's <laughs> really fun. That is a game. Thank you, Dave Dennison. Designed by Dave Dennison. Thank you, Dave Dennison. For giving us word at a time three things. Uh, Not related to our topic, but damn fun. Yeah, really fun. Okay. Because our topic is. Gratitude. Gratitude. We're going to talk about gratitude. We're going to talk about good. Thanks, Lisa. You're, you're most welcome. Thank you. Thanks for that topic. Hey, thank you. No. Thanks for coming over. Hey, it's a pleasure. By the way, we are once again in the apartment, in my apartment, uh, joined by my two cats, Simon and Puck, who are currently sleeping happily. Mm -hmm. One on my lap, one on the couch. We do have an upstairs neighbor who is moving. <laughs> so <laughs> you might hear some furniture moving noises although i don't know if it'll be picked up yeah and we do have a third cat in the vicinity as luna is also here yeah because i'm going away although you won't hear her because she's in the be bedroom probably not probably not she could let her presence be known at some point but we'll see. yeah we're uh, we're reunited yeah and dare i say it feels so good in the peaches and herb a nod to peaches and herb you do, dare you, do you know that song to, yeah yeah okay yeah, of course. Well, that was before your time, wasn't it? I know a lot of songs that were before my time. True. Okay, fair enough. Mary Had a Little Lamb. <laughs> that was a huge hit when I was a kid. <laughs> Couldn't get away from that on the radio. A lot of lot, music sticks around. That's true. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, yes, gratitude. And this is something that's come up on the podcast before in other times we talked on the Power of Positivity episode. Mm -hmm. We talked about Joanna Macy's use of gratitude as a way of starting activism and, and responding to world events that are causing despair or frustration. Uh, and uh, we talked a little bit about it with Patricia Ryan Madsen when mm -hmm. we were talking about the Nikon exercise. Or, uh, Noticing from, what you've been given by other people, yeah, exactly. what problems you've caused them. Yeah, kind of looking at your life through the lens of other people instead of through your own lens. That's right. How we <clears throat> depend on others for the life that we live. Yeah. Although that wasn't exactly gratitude, it was sort of clearly related. Yeah. 
I think yeah. it can lead to a lot of gratitude. Exactly. It's not exactly the practice of gratitude. Exactly. So, uh, so this is a chance to explore how gratitude shows up in mindfulness and improvisation. And I love this topic. Why do you love it? Well, I was going to say, even if we weren't talking about mindfulness and improvisation, I'd be psyched to talk about gratitude because it's just so powerful. Mm-hmm. And there's tons of research to suggest that it changes your life. It changes mm-hmm. the way you feel, the way you interact, what success you have. Yeah. And I've so experienced that to be true. Yeah. And so it's almost like, well, we don't need a reason to talk about it. Let's just introduce the notion and hopefully people will go off and start writing down things they're thankful for and yeah, and their lives will change. Great. That's a, who cares about mindfulness and improvisation? Do you, <laughs> <laughs> we don't. No. Silly. <laughs> Uh, do you have a gratitude practice? You know, I used to. When I was in college, uh, I used to I used to do lots of things when I was in college. I used to write down my dreams every morning, and I used to uh, write down things that I was thankful for before I went to bed mm-hmm. every night. Um, and no, I would say that I don't have a formal practice, though even just thinking about this episode, I, I'm thinking... It makes you want to start one? Yeah, yeah. it so does. But I do... I do, tr- I do feel like I've worked into my life more. Mm-hmm. With so it's my f- more, it's like part of your outlook. Yeah, with my friends, um, and with certainly in professional settings, and when I'm in meetings, um, it's one of the. Th- it's it's related to one of the things we've talked about in improv, which is yes and you know saying yes to the ideas that are presented, but there's another step forward, which is to say what I like about what you just said. Mm-hmm. Which to me is akin to gratitude. It's it's hmm. looking for the positive and saying, I'm glad that's here. Yeah. But there's a general affirmation of this situation, this moment, being with that other person. Yeah. Hey, I, I like that you said that because of this, you know. Yeah, yeah, this, yeah. It feels like it invokes the same field. To, it, yeah, I, th- I think it points in the same direction. Gratitude feels different than affirmation to me. Okay. It's like, I affirm, yeah, what I like about that is this. Is different than like thank you for saying that. Mm. So say more about what what's the distinction between those two. Um, first of all, I think that what I like about your idea is kind of a, about me. <laughs> That's yeah, I can see that. And thank you so much for saying that is like gives you all of the credit for just yeah. c- your contribution to this yeah. moment. And it's not about what I'm going to do with it, and it's not about me dissecting it necessarily or whatever. I don't, evaluating it. Yeah, evaluating it. Somehow it feels more. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think they're they're related, right? Of course they're related, and they they seem very much adjacent or something to me. But right. but I think gratitude is more like you're really. I don't know. I don't know. It just feels a little bit a little bit different. A little yeah. bit more kind of standalone or final or the gratitude is more standalone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're identifying what I'm hearing. What you're saying is that it has an effect for the person who's speaking it and it has an effect for the person who's hearing it. Yeah, I think both might. I think both, like, affirmation and gratitude might do that. Like, what I, what I like about that idea is this feels very productive. Yeah. But, like, thank you so much for saying that. It feels like I have, like, taken... I, I have allowed your idea to affect me mm. in, a, in a slightly different way. It's deeper somehow. It feels more personal. Yeah. It feels more personal. Sure, sure. Thanks for saying that. Mm-hmm. 
is different than like, oh, I really like how you said that. Right. Or one it's thing different. I like about it. Yeah. It feels evaluative. What I like about, yeah, what I like about that yes. idea feels, you said that earlier. Yeah. Feels like evaluative. I have passed judgment on your idea and I have deemed it good. <laughs> Rather than like, thank you so much for yeah. saying that. It feels different. It feels more emotional somehow. Right. It's more, there's maybe there's a more vulnerability in it yeah, for maybe. the speaker. Yeah. There's like a, it's like a status, it's a little status interaction. Sure. I'm lowering my, I'm raising yours, I'm raising your status. One, one of the fascinating things for me about gratitude, when we teach it in the dot .b course, the Mindfulness for Teenagers course, it's the last full lesson. Mm. And um, it, it comes at the end because you have to have done all this other work in order to be able to hold the gratitude because it is more vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And oh, so we go through... Uh, uh, shaping attention and learning how to hold that and curiosity and kindness we talk about working with thoughts and and savoring positive experiences and learning how to make space for challenging ones and then dealing with difficult emotions and it's only after having done all that work that we then go to gratitude because when we step into that it opens people up and in a way that we don't usually ever open our hearts up mm -hmm. to be seen of like yes, this really moved me, mm -hmm. or this really mattered to me, or I'm really thankful for this. Yeah. And it always surprises the kids. And when I'm teaching teachers who are going to teach kids, it surprises them in the what training. What surprises them? That lesson, that that lesson is so vulnerable. Oh, I see. Yeah. And in that lesson, we use a, a little film clip from a group on online called Soul Pancake, S-O-U-L, Pancake. Mm -hmm. And they put together this little research study about gratitude. And in that study... They brought people in to this studio and they asked them to write down anything they wanted to say about someone who had been a positive influence in their lives, someone who had made a difference to them. Mm -hmm. And they asked them, you know, tell us about that person. And they had that person write it down. And then after the person was done writing it, they had that person who had written it call the person they had written about and read it to them. Uh-huh. It's really powerful. It's really beautiful. Wow. Always, every time I've watched this thing, I've probably seen it 15 times, I cry. Because it's so moving. And you see these people, they didn't know that they were writing it to the person. So they're more effusive and they're more open. And, yeah. you know, um, but the, the study that they're, they show in this little exercise that you know, gratitude increases happiness. Mm -hmm. That's the point they're trying to make. But it's just a beautiful thing to watch. And after we come out of that, we then, in our training, have our folks do a gratitude meditation. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's what we definitely have to have the Kleenex out mm -hmm. when we're doing that meditation. So there's something about choosing to express gratitude that puts us in a place of vulnerability. And I wonder if that's healing in itself as well. Mm -hmm. You know, Just being vulnerable? Yeah. Yeah. Like... Stating what is true on a deeper level, mm -hmm. you know, and, and being willing to share something of yourself, like this is what I care about. Yeah. So if you can do it in a safe space where you're not getting mocked for that, or you're not getting shut down for that, and somebody is just, yeah, mm -hmm. mm, I hear you, or, or even thanks, thanks yeah. for sharing that, then it's, oh, okay, I get to be more of who I am. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, to, there's the vulnerability, and then there's this there's this recognition that we are so that of interdependence, mm. which I think is really humbling uh -huh. or, or profound to realize how 
much we have received and how much our our presence here is dependent on the people who have come before us and the people mm -hmm. that made opportunities available to us you know the people who helped us along the way or who gave us encouragement or who mm -hmm. you know cleared the way and that could be people who died hundreds of years ago right you know it's, it's pretty overwhelming yeah i it, think it can also clue us into issues of justice too right so yeah. as you're saying that i'm thinking of being aware of all the privilege that's in my family history. Totally. And all the and opportunities that have not been available to other people. That's right. Yeah. Because of that and being thankful for that. And that's so humbling because it's like, it really disavows you of the idea that you, you have what you have because you deserve, well, uh, me. Right. I have what I have because I deserve it. Right. It's like, there's or, nothing. Or because you've earned it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because I deserve it or I've earned it or I had it coming to me. It's like, no, this is... By the grace of others, by the right. grace of the of of how I'm here, and to get in touch with the amount of gratitude that I have for having the opportunities that I've had right. and being able to live the life that I live is like wild. And yeah. I'm not sure that I know how to touch that much the amount of gratitude that I actually have for that. Right. Yeah. That re that reminds me of a moment that I had where I didn't know if I could express as much gratitude as I felt. Mm -hmm. I had been vegetarian for four or five years or something. And I think I was struggling with my health and felt like I needed more animal protein. And mm -hmm. I was, it was actually, I was visiting San Francisco. I was visiting my college roommate and we had ordered Chinese food and we had ordered some chicken. And so I went to serve myself and I put it on my plate and I just stared at this chicken and I thought, how could I possibly thank this bird enough for giving its life oh, for wow. me? Uh -huh. Like that bird died so that I could eat and keep being alive and keep being healthy. And I, you know, again, teared. I just was like, I, I got to pause on this dinner because I, there's no way I can thank this animal enough. Yeah. And after crying and processing i'm like okay yeah you were not a typical college student <laughs> college student was yeah, that in was college a, a little po no, a little bit post-college but, but yeah still yeah. my roommate was in med school at the time so yeah that was probably 23 or 24 or something yeah. like that yeah right weeping over a, weeping over, over your gratitude for an animal like grace this for... His life for you yeah but not I, not typical i i i still eat meat now though i've been trying to reduce that but one of my things that i do try to do when i eat meat is to say well if you're going to take this animal's life you damn well better be stop and notice and give thanks for it mm -hmm. rather than just kind of autopilot you know shove this food into your mouth right yeah and that's so it that too is kind of like a mindfulness practice are you aware of what you're receiving yeah yeah. Take stock of that. So that feels like a, a requisite, a prereq for gratitude is awareness, is mindfulness, mm. is awareness. Mm -hmm. Just to start to tiptoe into like, okay, so how does this plug in, you know, yeah. to mindfulness and how does it plug into improv? And it feels like step number one is stop and look at, look around at where you are and have a perspective on your life mm. and how you're living it and, and, and the pieces of it, the pieces and parts of it. Right. And that means you got to get off autopilot because right. all of those pieces and parts are the pieces and parts that you stop seeing. That's right. You're not registering anymore. Yeah, it's food. Just, just pass by. It's just food. Yeah. Yeah. Of course there's a parking space outside. Of course I have a roof over my head. Of yeah. course. Right. Of course. Of course I have a, I have home. Yeah. Mm, not everybody. Not everybody. 
And by, by the grace of who do you have a home? Right. And like I've had the, I've actually reflected on this a couple times in my life that I've had the, I have a family who will never let me be homeless. I have a family. I'm close to them. Yeah. I like, I mean, I'm never, who knows? I might go crazy and make horrible choices and start hurting people and they would have to cut me off or something, you know? But for the most part, no matter the bad luck that befalls me, I, I would, You've got somebody. I have a safety net. Mm-hmm. And I, there's just a lot of people who don't have who don't have that. So there, yeah, yeah, loads to be grateful for. It's amazing how much that provides in terms of confidence and <sighs> ability can, you, to move in the world. As I was talking about, to that take risks. Friends. You like, can take yeah, risks. When you know that you've got a fundamental level of safety and acceptance, then you can go off and play with different relationships to failure, like we've been talking about, and. You know, it's sort of like, if you know you're loved, okay, well then I can go out and, yeah, take emotional risks and have people reject me or say no or... Because I'm basically okay. Because I'm still okay. Yeah. I feel like I've got that with my, with both my mom and my dad and my stepmom, for mm-hmm. that matter, of, I know they love me and nothing's ever going to take that away. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, whatever befalls me, I have that. And then I also feel like I have financial support. I have friends who are well-to-do enough that, like, if I got into trouble, they'd help me out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't want to have to ask them for help, but, yeah. Practicing gratitude, writing things down or noticing things or starting with it is a way of turning attention to what's there and yeah, what's available. totally, instead of what's not there. That's right. Absolutely. And so it's... And I think... Sorry. Yeah, it's just, it's like a, it is a choice. Yeah. You know, it's like when we're talking about being positive. Can you look for what's positive? Look for what's good. And and there it is. You find it. And then it sets the tone yeah. of what is to come. Absolutely. There's a, in Patricia's book, she talks about applying the maxim of waking up to the gifts. Mm-hmm. This is the ninth maxim is wake up to the gifts. Applying this maxim, we exercise a new muscle of appreciation and as a result, grow more realistic. Talking about you notice reality better. Hmm. It is a useful lens too when a situation appears to be a bad one. And she talks about how on one Christmas day, her husband and she were uh, were in a car crash. And so... On Christmas day. Yeah. And so a car rear-ended them and they just slammed into the car in front of them. And all of she said, as all of the drivers got out of their cars to point fingers, Ron and I took a deep breath and looked at what we could be grateful for. By focusing on what was right about the situation instead of what was wrong, we ran it, managed to avoid the shouting and blaming... That could easily have made the situation worse. We saw the gift in the moment that we had been spared any injury and that help was at hand. Hmm. And like the idea of, God, this is awful. I've been in a crash and da da da. It's like, it is. So, this is where I feel like it really. Uh, gratitude is not possible if you have not accepted reality. Mm-hmm. Right? So, it's like you have to yes and the moment of, you've been in a crash. Okay, there's no going back and fixing that. So, you can be angry about it, but, mm. it's, but here we are. Mm. And then look to what, look to what is, is you can be grateful for in this situation. What is the, what is there to, to still be grateful for? Yeah. What a powerful thing. Yeah. Look for, look, to look for gratitude in the, in the difficult, in, in hard situations. Well, and this is where, kind of like we've talked about before, we're having a practice of doing it when it's not hard. Yeah. When you're about to go to sleep. Let me look back on my day. What am I thankful for? Setting those neural patterns and pathways, getting that, getting those muscles built up, 
then when you're in that situation when you're in a car crash, you can rely on that, flip it in and say, mm-hmm. okay, help me out now. Let's yeah. work those muscles. Yeah. What's there to be thankful about this situation? Yeah. But if you haven't done that practice, it's really hard. So you're leaving tomorrow for two weeks. Yes. I want to gratitude journal every night for those two weeks. Ooh, nice. As a practice. Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. So like every night before I go to bed, yeah. I'm going to write three things I was thankful for about three the day. Three things. Three, three things you're thankful for. Everything. You can write them one word at a time. <laughs> That's how I write everything. Mm-hmm. I never write more than one word at a time. Well, yeah. Okay. Well, so this is, that's a great idea. I yeah. like that. I'm going to um, commit that to you and our listeners, our oh, loyal listeners. Loyal listeners. And then when we come back to the other side, the next podcast we'll is going to be so happy. So we'll be so grateful. We're going to be floating. Gratitude fest. Uh, but this, this situation with Patricia and her husband, Ron, in the car reminds me of a take on gratitude that I'm always like cautious about or... I don't quite buy, Mm. which is the notion of everything happens for a reason. And, you know, when people say that, sometimes when tragedy happens, people will say, well, everything happens for a reason. I have some vague memory that we may have talked about this on one of the episodes before, but I think it's worth bringing into this conversation that, you know, I don't buy that. I I used to think that because my grandmother said that. Yeah. But I think sometimes stuff just happens that sucks. Yeah, or we're just lucky, you know, one way or the other. But it's like, no, I'm not really thankful that that happened. And yet, I can still say, all right, but given that it happened, like you said, accepting that reality. Yeah. Now, what can I make of it? Can I make something to be grateful for from it? Yeah. Not to be grateful that that thing happened. Or yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I happen to think that that's bullshit. Mm-hmm. Not your opinion, right. but the the idea that everything happens for a reason. I'm kind of like, I have this basic idea that this, the entire human race is an accident. Mm. It's like we're all here based on because of this big accident of chemistry. The Big Bang sparked this like series of planets and mm-hmm. we happened to be at the right distance and evolution happened the way that it did. And now here we are, but it's not. And, and so everything in life is like, it happens because things happened the way that they happened. But... But there's no there's no plan. Hmm. Who who decided the reason? If everything happens for a reason, like I just don't yeah. I don't generally buy it. But we are we are meaning making machines, and right. so the way to not feel hopeless and at the mercy of randomness is to say things like everything happened for a reason, or to start to ascribe meaning to the stuff that happened in your life. And I think it can have meaning. But I th- I totally agree with you that hmm. that everything happened for a reason is really a matter of Look for the good in this. Right. Or it's too soon to tell. Right. What the what the outcome of this is going to be. Yeah. It's, it feels like shorthand for that. Yes. It's like, hold on. You know, it, the message is valuable, or rather the, the effect. I guess the effect, the effect of that of idea it, right. is valuable, which is don't despair. There's Something's going to happen. Something's going to come out of this. Something can come out of this that you would not have been possible before. You know, or even it's going to get better. Mm. Like this will get better. Things change. Things change. And I think everything happens for a reason is a way to cope with the darkest moments. Mm-hmm. Um, but things will things will change. Yeah, and I think that a gratitude practice is a way to have something to lean on that isn't needing to lean on to me a lie. A lie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who knows, right? I mean, yeah. personally, I'm, I'm, I think my worldview is a little bit different than yours, and that I think that there are 
patterns of expression are unfolding that are larger than we see and know and that we take part we enact them in you know I am willing to accept that that is possible yeah I will never know if it is true right so I'm like whatever well, yeah. I, that's the that's the thing right. it's like I, I have a healthy trust that there are mysteries that I don't understand yes and I don't think that affects what I do day to day and right. so it's not it just it's like okay yeah yeah, yeah. great there's something bigger going on. I'm not sure. You were, you, know. you were telling me about... So you just got back from this grand trip to Singapore and Thailand. And you were telling me about this fortune teller that you went to see. Yes. <laughs> and her... It was, she was, she she was, was blind. blind. Yeah. She was a blind fortune teller. So she was a blind seer. She was said. a blind seer, yeah. Like Cassandra. Okay. Yeah. And was she tapping you into otherworldly insights and... Realms of patterns and realms of meaning and um, purpose. No, she she did preface the whole thing with, "Listen, I didn't get trained anywhere. This shit just comes to me." Was basically her like, her first message was like, "I just tell you what I see. Like I just understand things and then I tell you." It's quite I'm a not, disclaimer. I'm untrained. It's I didn't I didn't read this somewhere. It's a gift. I just have this gift. I know things. Okay. And then um, she read my palm. She felt my palm. And told me that I was going to be wildly wealthy. Mm. If I... <laughs> yeah, what's the big F here? Um, in order to ensure that that incredible wealth beyond my imagination. I mean, it was like just buckets of money I was going to come Mountains, into. Mountains, yeah. If I bought or donated a pair of black shoes to the monks at this temple yearly. And, and they had to be black. They had to be black. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Black shoes. and um, Like pumps? I don't think that's what she meant. I think she meant black shoes that a monk would want to wear. Like sandals or... You know, I didn't ask her for clarification. Black shoes. This is your future wealth. You know, I'm not going back to that temple every year, so it's not, it's actually not an issue. All right. Mountains of wealth. It'll be okay. Okay. Uh, And if, and really, I had to release, there's a a way you can kind of do merit Mm -hmm. in these Buddhist temples in Thailand by... So there's a, little, a lot of ways that you can do a merit, right? You can right. you can kind of do a prayer, you can meditate, you can light a candle, you can... Like, there's a whole lot of different things that you can sure. do. And one of them is release fish that were caught to be eaten. You could take them and back, release them back into the Let river. Let them go. Let my people go. And so I, my task was to release five snake fish into the Chow Praia River that runs through Bangkok. In a certain time frame? I, that might have also been a yearly assignment. Oh, okay. Once a year. Yeah. Yeah. I, so I think I might be giving up my promise of wild, oh, unimaginable wealth because I don't see that being a reality. You don't? Yeah. Okay. Well, Yeah. everything happens for a reason. She was amazing. She was an amazing if, character. If there were a reason for your having met her, what do you think it would be? Someday I will play her in a show, and it will win me an award. Mm. I think it's too soon to tell what the reason is. Mm. I think I can't. I, can't, I could. I could come up with many reasons why that might be valuable. Did you ever read a book called The Celestine Prophecy? No. This was a super bestseller, probably in the early '90s, and it was this kind of new agey spiritual thing. But it was it was this novelized expression of coincidence and synchronicity and the superhero that superhero the hero the protagonist is this guy who's like going around the world following coincidences mm. and the whole point of the book is like things do happen for a reason you need to investigate find out why ah. and so when you meet somebody you know 
ask them, what are they thinking about? What's on their mind? Oh. What's going on for them? Because what they're going through gonna... is something that you need to give you an insight to lead you to your next step. Lovely. And I really, you know, the, the book was a bit woo-woo for my taste then. And I was pretty open to woo-woo back then. <laughs> yeah. And it was a really fun read. And yeah. there was a sequel. And But I love that I love notion. that idea. I love yeah, it. Like, ooh. This, I'm talking to this person on the bus. Yeah. This person has something that I need, and it's, I have something they need, and okay. we need to find it out. To put it in, I mean, this is park bench scenes in improv. Yeah. Right? We do a park bench scene, and we kind of, it, need, it, it the park bench scenes are two strangers on a bench, on a park bench. And the thing that makes the scene valuable is somehow they affect one another. Right. Somehow one of them or both of them has something that the other one needs. A perspective, a piece of information. They they make a plan to team up on something together. Like it, they affect one another. There is a their fate has changed a little bit because of their meeting. Uh, it can't be a, a conversation that leads nowhere. I love these scenes. I do too. Yeah. I do too. And and so, but the idea of we're here to be changed by each other. So like in improv terms. Yeah. Let yourself be changed. Yes. And sometimes go out kind of ready to be inspired and changed by the people around you. Right. Because they have something to offer you, right? Yeah. Everything is a gift. Everything is an offer. Yeah. You're always getting information that can change you and inform you and lead you and enlighten you. And this this approach of seeking out that, it, it, it could have one of two, well, maybe there's more options, but at least one of two tones to it. And I think one is almost offensive to me and one is delightful yeah and so the offensive one is you have something that i need and i'm gonna it's like a consumerist thing yeah yeah, yeah. i'm just sort of getting my passport stamped at each person i meet right, and if right. i can solve my issue yeah. versus wow this is a delight what is it yeah you know what are we here to and and that i've got something yeah to let give me get you. what i need from you right let me extract the thing that is a value value to me yeah yeah resource extraction for me that idea believing it makes it so that's it. Interesting. There's no ultimate truth to the idea that like, oh, this person you met on the beat, on the bench, they've got something for you. But but if you believe they've got something for you, they do. Interesting. Then then you'll get something from them. Yeah. That's almost so that's almost like with gratitude being thankful for something. Well, okay, so the Yeah, will lead you to like notice all the things, right, you know? Right. And then you'll It's like the, there was a study once that that investigated people who find them who consider themselves to be lucky. Mm-hmm. And it was something like, if somebody thinks they are a lucky person, they notice better stuff around them. And so they tend, you're right. So it was like, there was money lying on the ground or something. And the people who considered themselves lucky saw it. Interesting. And the people who didn't think that they were lucky, thought they were unlucky, didn't see it. So it's like, the idea of right. believing it makes it true. If you believe that opportunities are everywhere, you see opportunities everywhere. If you believe mm. that every stranger that you encounter has something to offer you, they do. <laughs> so if you believe that you have things to be thankful for, you will have things to be thankful for. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I mean, that like, so, so my immediate reaction to that was like, no, everybody has things to be thankful for. You can choose to notice them or not. Ah, uh, okay. So I don't do you know. Think if, you, do you think you could generate more and bigger, better things to be thankful for? Well, I think that's a matter of you can get better at noticing. Okay. I don't think you can generate things to be thankful for. Mm, okay. But I think you can notice more things to be thankful for. Yeah, we're, we're also bleeding into the world of affirmation. You know, this is also <laughs> in the same time frame that I was reading the Celestine Prophecy. I would have been doing... Oh, God, affir- what else were you doing? <laughs> I know, really. I would have been doing affirmations of like, you know... Are you like birthing your astral body every morning or something? Yeah, basically. Yeah. 
inner Buddha light chakra, yeah. dolphin child. <laughs> no, it's saying, I'm, I give thanks or, you know, I am this, right? I am uh, a financially stable, uh, confident young man who mm. does this and this, right? Mm -hmm. And you just write it over and over. Yeah. And not, you don't say, I want to be. You say that, I, you, yeah, you call it to being by proclaiming. Because the, if you I say you want to be, what you're creating is the want uh -huh. to be that way. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Right, but if you say I am, you're creating that it is true. Okay. Or if you, especially if you say thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Can I? Yeah, please. Okay, so there was a place in San Francisco, there was also one in Berkeley called Cafe Gratitude. Right. Have you, have you I, ever been there? I've heard of it and I haven't. So it's closed now. There was some like scandal uh, about, it was very oh, funny great. because this place is like the, the epitome of enlightenment. It kind of, right? It's also yeah. the epitome of like the, what people not from San Francisco think of. San Francisco. Super hippie. Yeah. Super, like it's like it was all raw vegan and it was everything on the menu so like you go in and you get seated and like the server will ask you if you want to hear the question of the day i think i have been there and then once. you can say yes and they'll say something like who you know what is your love or something like that and you'd like have to tell the server the answer to the question of the day and then everything on the menu has names like i am beloved i am each is an affirmation every single one i am beloved I am, uh, I am wonderment, I am brave, mm -hmm. I am intelligent, I am loved, I am cherished, I am enlightened, right? And then, and then, this was like the part that I thought was amazing, was when the people would bring the food out, they would, <laughs> instead of saying, hey, who had the chips and guac, they would say, who is beloved? I am beloved. And you'd have to say, uh, <laughs> I am beloved. <laughs> I am enlightened. <sighs> I am... Cherished. I am, I am forever radiant. I am forever radiant. <laughs> I am brilliant. I am unmet. I am unparalleled. Like all of these. I was like, I can't. I'm sorry. I can't do this. And none of them were like, I am on meth. Oh my God. <laughs> I thought it was, I, I got the idea for making, creating um, cafe passive aggressive. Nice. All of, all of the dish titles were things like, I'm fine. Thanks a lot. Not that you care. Or... <laughs> <laughs> I'm perfectly fine on my own. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> like things like this. Who has the? Who has the? Maybe someday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. That would be cafe attitude. Oh god, cafe. Oh my god. Well done. Yes, yeah. cafe attitude. I nice. love it. Oh, it really, me up. That's really funny. Cafe gratitude. Hmm. Which like took it to a degree that I was like, this is I like I get what you're doing. With all of the right. seeds of this, lovely, but like yeah. I can't. Yeah. Come on, I can't. I can't get into it. Well, you know, the, along the lines of those affirmations and like saying it, stating it in order to make it come true, mm -hmm. that relates to what I think is my favorite pre-show exercise to do with improv. Mm. So when I'm in a group and we're about to go on stage, there are all sorts of different warm-ups that I think are great, and yeah, so playing, playing ball is and, one yeah. and touching each other is another and making eye, eye contact, contact. Yeah. Uh, one you often will hear is like hey I got your back and right. you want to say that to everybody my favorite is to go around the circle of people who are performing and say out loud hey I really liked it when you did this uh -huh. as if it had happened in the show yeah so it's like you're time jumping to after the show exactly. and recalling the things that happened and thanking each other or like appreciating the things right. that you want to happen in the show that's about to happen. That's right. So, yeah. hey, Lisa, that was great when you came on stage with that bold idea and really picked up the energy for the rest of us. Yeah, yeah. 
And then people, you know, everybody goes around and says different things. And and then it just tends to make it so. Mm. Like that stuff tends to happen in the show. I love that exercise. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's like preemptive gratitude invoking the thing you want to have happen. Yeah. Who knows how that works or, you know, is it just that or you're... Or if the things would have happened anyway, but you're right. primed to notice them. Priming, or... that's the word. That's yeah. the word I was thinking. Priming. Yeah. So, but, so you can, I think, prime yourself for, for gratitude. Mm-hmm. You can prime yourself to notice the good stuff yeah. in the day. Right? What if? What if? So what if instead of a gratitude or, not, or in addition to a gratitude practice at the end of the day, at the beginning of the day, you do that exercise. You're like, today, some stranger is going to surprise me. And today... Some there's going to be something in nature, some natural thing that's going to be mm. that's going to cross my path that will be beautiful. And today, I uh, I'm going to get a gift from an unexpected place. Oh right, nice. And then it's like you go through the day. It's like a little scavenger hunt, but you're looking for those things, and so you're more likely, or you're yeah, you're so you have a list of things right. that are going to happen today. Today I'm going to get a check for a million dollars. Today I'm going to get laid. Today. <laughs> today. I'm gonna... <laughs> And you're like, wait a minute. That didn't happen. None of those things happened. What's this gratitude stuff? It's ridiculous. Bullshit. Yeah. Okay. Mmm. This is... Interessant. There was another meditation that we did um, at the Applied Improvisation Network conference from that came from a, a Vietnamese Zen monk mm-hmm. and teacher, mindfulness teacher, uh, Thich Nhat Hanh, who's kind of the... One of the leading mindfulness Guys. teachers in the West these days, right? He's yeah. I think we've mentioned him before, but he did what's called a toothache meditation. He and Pema, Pema children. Yeah, those two. Uh, he has a toothache meditation. He says, you know, how often do you notice that you don't have a toothache? Mm-hmm. Right. You only notice a problem when there's a problem. Yeah. You don't notice the absence of a problem. That's right. Until just after the problem is solved. That's what I think. Yes. Yeah. And, and he says, so, you know, what if we were to do a meditation where we notice all the things that are not wrong in our lives? Oh, God, it's great. Right? And so this meditation is a two-person meditation. You, you want to try it out here? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So uh, I'm just going to ask the same question again and again, and you're just going to respond, and we'll, we'll go for a little bit. Great. Okay. So, Lisa, what's not wrong in your life? Uh, my hard drive has not crashed. Mm. What's not wrong in your life? I didn't lose my wallet. What's not wrong in your life? Um, I have not been given 30-day eviction notice. What's not wrong in your life? My animals are healthy. Mm. What's not wrong in your life? I am healthy. There's no, I, ha- I am not in pain. Mm-hmm. Very nice. What's not wrong in your life? Um, my, my, um, my, I, I'm not in debt. Mm. Financially. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> you're in debt in lots of other ways. Let me tell you. <laughs> I like your clarification. You're like, well, I mean, if you mean financially, I guess I'll give you that one. What else is not wrong in your life? <laughs> so much is not wrong in my life. I don't have cancer. Yeah. What else is not wrong in your life? I don't even have a sunburn right now. <laughs> I'm a fair-skinned person. That's... I, I know. It's really yeah. something. I had my fair share. Yeah. Yeah. So that's just a... You know. I love that. You know, the, so the, the second one that I mentioned is the one that I notice every time I, because I have lost my keys. Well, hold, hold on a second. Oh, yeah. So, oh, you're going to say the second one you mentioned about what's not wrong. Yeah. Yeah, go for it. I've lost my keys several times in my life. I've been lucky enough to always find them. Mm-hmm. 
and sometimes that has been against all odds. But whenever I've lost my keys or my wallet is stolen or whatever, I always look around at the people, the people just passing by, and I'm like, you guys don't even know how good you have it right now. <laughs> like, you haven't lost the most vital thing, or like, you know, lost your phone, right. smashed your phone, like these things that are these little essential things. You look around at all the people who are just obliviously going through their day, not yeah. even paying attention to how good they have it because they haven't lost these essential items. And I'm like, this is a good lesson. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I should not be one of those oblivious people wandering through my life because so much is okay. It's so true. There was one, this is a little personal, so, uh, but, but it's still, it has, it had lasting power. So when I was 19, I got a urinary infection. Mm-hmm that hello yeah that became a prostate infection oh god somehow it, it was so painful i mean i it was it hurt so much to pee it was just oh god yeah the worst can't deal this and did you not get like antibiotics well right and then away? when i got antibiotics and it finally cleared up yeah the first time that i was able to pee without pain it was like angel singing oh my lord this is the best feeling ever yeah i just is one of the most pleasurable experiences of my life. Yeah. Which is weird. Welcome, dear readers, to the life. <laughs> readers, listeners. Yeah, well, the deaf readers. They're reading, yeah. yeah. Our, yes. Uh, our deaf listeners. Um, but I still, to this day... Yeah, remember that. When I when I really have to pee and I go to the bathroom, I'm like, I'm so thankful that this, this is I don't painful. have an infection. Oh, my God. So thankful. Yes, yes, yes. Every day. Yeah. Lasting. Okay, but so with that meditation, right. you would then flip mm -hmm. and you would ask me, I don't know if we need to do it now, but you would then, you know, we'd take a minute or two to... Yeah. So if you're listening at home... Make that your gratitude practice tonight. You can do a what's not, do a toothache meditation with, with a friend. Yeah. And What's not wrong with your life? Give each other give each other a chance to... It is amazing. We, we get so well attuned to what's wrong. Mm -hmm. It takes so much of our... So, like such a disproportionate piece of our attention mm -hmm. have we ever talked about pro noia the book pro noia i don't know there's a guy named rob bresney who's an astrologer he's a really great funny hip smart astrologer and he he invokes mythology and pop pop references all in all his daily horoscopes or weekly horoscopes that he writes and he wrote a book called Pronoia, which he says is the opposite of paranoia. Mm. So paranoia is thinking that the world is out to get you. And pronoia is the thinking the world is conspiring on your behalf. Oh my God, I love that. Yeah, and he's got these great meditations in this book, which is this trippy journey through all these different modes of exploring this idea of pronoia. But yeah. it's a really cool notion to think, oh, things are aligning on my behalf. And he, he does an exercise like... Before you leave the house, what are all the things that went right? It's like the flip side of the toothache meditation. Yeah. Everything that went right in order for you. So like, wow, the water in the tap worked and my chair you know, held me up and there's sunlight coming through the window and yeah. you know, my cat was sitting on my arm. When I, all those. Yeah. You know. Believing it makes it so. I, I just like, you know, it's like you, you put, you, you place this lens on, you are likely to, to find the stuff. It's confirmation bias used for good. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. It's great. Yeah. So uh, I just want to say that I think that improv, like there, there is the idea that everything your partner says is a gift because mm -hmm. improvisers have, have practiced the skill of responding. I think we've talked about how this, how the, it's, 
the more I think about it, the more I think the, the improviser's primary skill is responding and knowing how to respond. So first noticing input and then practicing responding in a, posit- in a productive, generative way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that means that anything you get, it's like, oh, great, we can play with this. Mm-hmm. Anything you get, we can play with this. Mm-hmm. Because all you have is your partner. And sometimes your partner is the world or the sounds outside the theater or the, you know, it's like the stuff that's around you, anything will give you something. And that extends even to so-called mistakes. Absolutely. Oh God. Sometimes the mistakes are the best gifts. Right. Yeah. I mean, most grateful the stuff that didn't go right. I was talking about this. I did a workshop in Thailand and one of the guys in the, in the, in the workshop, we were talking about accepting and building or what were we talking about? I think we were talking about yes and, noticing possibility and noticing problems and and how, and somebody in the, in the workshop said, this just seems so much about life hmm. because it feels like life gives you curveballs all the time and it's so easy to cast them in a negative light. They mm-hmm. weren't what you expected. They weren't part of your plan. You didn't want this to happen. You had other things in mind and the learning to accept them and then build on the information you get seems really important. And I had, I had made a comment of, yeah... Especially when the when it's not just a curveball, but it feels like bad news. Right, bad curveball. And somebody somebody else said, not only what can I do with this, but sometimes that bad cur- like expanding your your image of what just happened to maybe understand that it could be leading to something better than you imagined. So he was kind of combining the idea of collaboration that we are better with others than we are alone. Mm. That the 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 collision of of more input than just mm-hmm. what i can be responsible mm-hmm. for will lead to bigger better more beautiful things increases possibility increases yeah. possibility and that that even that bad what seems like bad news from your kind of tunnel vision perspective could lead to something much bigger and better than you thought it would be and mm-hmm. getting in touch with that in the moment so it's like oh wow mm-hmm. that's that's something to play with yeah, <laughs> yeah that's cool. like, that is an interesting idea i loved how he said that we, we may have talked about it back on our very first episode when we were talking about relationship to failure, but we have used the example from our show that we did together. You and I were doing a two-person show at Exeter mm-hmm. um, when we were doing a scene with two people in a garden who were friends. and Neighbors. Neighbors. And we were each wearing lapel mics. And your in lapel, real life. In real life. And your lapel mic fell off in the middle of the scene. Yeah, like the pack fell off my pants. And it was like clashed to the ground and... You know, it was this moment of like, ah, that wasn't supposed to happen. Oh, crap. Now they won't be able to hear. And Yeah, or like, do I just kind of pick it back up and put it back on and continue with the scene? Right. And Ted said, is that a microphone? Are you spying on me? Are you spying on me? Are you recording this conversation? Yeah. And it turned into this whole big thing. And it was was the the point of the scene. I mean, it became, that's what the scene was about. Yeah. And it was really fun. Yeah. And those little moments of, you know, yeah, I, and that's, the, that's a mistake as a gift kind of moment. Absolutely, and I, I'm not prepared to say that it made the scene better than it would have been without it. Right. We don't know what it would have been without it. Right. But there, or that things happen for a reason. Who knows why that happened? Yeah, but the I, and I think so. This is interesting. The moment that is the most delightful in that is the is at least from an audience's perspective, and I think also from ours is the moment of adjustment, the moment of adjusting our relationship mm. to the mistake. So that we can see, we can turn it from, uh, to, huh. Oh, that's so cool. You know? Yeah. And uh, so that's interesting that, that it's the process we find delightful of shifting 
our relationship to a to a thing. That it's almost like gratitude as a verb. You are gratituding. You are gratituding this. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's a really neat idea. That is cool. And and I think you're right that that moment in a theatrical setting as you're an audience member watching something that wasn't supposed to happen get turned into a delight. Yeah, it's like a magic trick. Is a magic trick. But Look it's also used it. the it's way like... people can do that with their lives. Yeah, right. You know? Um, and sometimes it's one of the, it can be the thing that's most moving. There was a, a young woman um, who was a, I don't know, she had been, she had recently graduated from college and she was working in South Africa and she was murdered. Um, Amy Beale was her name. And her parents somehow went to South Africa and connected with the young men who had murdered her and formed a relationship with them and like oh my God. turned this into this transformative thing for the community. It was like they found this forgiveness and this generosity to transform that horrible, horrible tragedy into something beautiful and that hearing that story that moment of shifting it it's incredible it's, it's so inspiring yeah you know to so whether it's on the stage and some little tiny moment of an improv show or some huge tragedy calamity getting turned somehow somebody gratituding this experience in a yeah. way that creates new light new possibility new ways it's of being really human. yeah it's it's quite inspiring yeah yeah Gratituding. Make gratitude a verb. That's a really cool idea. Yeah. Right on. Anything else you want to add? I'm grateful for this sleeping cat on my lap. That cat has been sleeping on your lap throughout this whole episode. Yeah, he left for a while and then came back. Yeah. And then we have had no feline fireworks. Nope. With anybody being upset about anything. Nope. And I'm guessing that the listeners have heard the movers upstairs. Probably. Uh, but that's okay. Yeah, we can be thankful for Welcome that. Welcome to that part of my life, Yeah, everybody. My neighbor's moving. Neighbors. Hello, yeah. neighbors. I am, I am very thankful for my neighbors. Uh, and you're, I, I presume you're thankful that you're not moving. I'm thankful that I'm not moving. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thankful for this episode. Me too. It's nice to have you back in town mm. and uh, to get to see you before I go tomorrow. Yeah. To New York for a week. For Shakespeare training. For working with Patsy Rodenberg. So cool. Voice and uh, acting training. So I learned curious. a monologue, which was really hard. Yeah, <laughs> good work. Thank you. Uh, and then mindfulness, and then dot B training. And then I'm leading a dot B training in Miami, so it'll be another couple weeks. Cool. And uh, good stuff. And then we'll come back, having done our gratitude training. We'll be so happy. And that's going to be, I think that's going to be. We will be how we are. We will be. I'm joking about the. But I'm willing to accept whatever that is. Uh, but it will be our... We're coming up on our one-year anniversary. Oh, my gosh. podcast. I Yay. Think, I think that'll be right around that time. So Happy birthday, monster baby. Maybe we'll, we're going to have a monster toddler. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have a celebration of the monster baby anniversary. Awesome. So, okay. Well, hope you enjoyed this. Yep. Thanks for listening, as always. As always. And uh, we'll see you next time. Catch up with you next time. Bye. Ciao. Lisa. What sticks with you from that from that podcast? I love this notion of gratitude as a verb. Mm-hmm. That uh, you know, it's we. I've thought of it more of as a lens. 
or a perspective or a practice. But like, it's kind of like choosing to use love as a verb. It's active. It's something you do. You yeah. express gratitude. You, 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 and then you make it happen. Like by by naming it, and saying it, and sharing it with somebody else. You then kind of create this. You activate a field, and then like more things happen to be mm -hmm, grateful for. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I, I'm I'm eager to try that out, uh, and then I'm also eager to try out our commitment to a gratitude practice. Yeah. See how that goes. Totally. Uh, cool. Mm -hmm. cool. How about you? Um, so I like this idea that believing that you've got something to get out of the day will will mean that you do, mm -hmm. and it makes me wonder what else. That idea that you can just the world is not the world as it is. The the world is your experience as you make it, mm -hmm. and that's like a, that's really powerful. Mm -hmm. It makes me think of other ways to you know it, it's not just the way it is. It, it, yeah, it, everything minimum, is is how you relate to it. You're participating and shaping it. Yeah, it's not that maybe we're not all powerful and like the well, entirely no, I, create your own reality thing. I, you know, but I don't even mean that we shape it. I mean it's like we shape our experience of it, which is all we have. Right. So it's I don't shape the things that happen to me maybe we i do but that's not this conversation that's not what i mean right now yeah it's not like i have power over deciding what comes to me and what doesn't it's like there's just things that happen and everything about my experience of those things is up to me yes <laughs> and so the idea that i can give i can prime myself with three lucky things are going to happen to me today and i will i will my own relationship to what what might have happened anyway reality, yeah. is going to make that thing true like right. that's so that's just that's that feels like a thing that you can really use use mm. for good mm -hmm. yeah. I, I kind of love that and Vic I also love the verbing of gratitude I think that's cool Victor Frankl wrote about uh, this the last of the human freedoms is to choose our attitude mm. to our given circumstances and this mm -hmm. is somebody who was in the concentration camps wow and he was noticing how some people were managed to stay generous and kind and alive alive in the in the atrocity wow. a, the last of the human freedoms that's to choose your attitude well, that's something mm -hmm. so okay all right so so we thank you listeners for joining us and taking that little journey of gratitude with us we are grateful uh, yeah if you you if you start your own little gratitude practice let us know how it goes which you can do by emailing us at info at monsterbabypodcast.com very simple and we will get back to you quickly. Yeah. Uh, and we also, if you're interested in exploring more of the stuff, would love to have you come join us in Maine, the coast of Maine, in June the 9th through the 14th, 2017. Yes, our annual Monster Baby Retreat in on the coast of Maine. It's beautiful. And uh, you can go to monsterbabypodcast.com to find out more information about that. If you, uh, if you like what you're hearing, we would be ever so thankful if you could write a uh, review on iTunes. Yeah on the Monster Baby Podcast on iTunes. Um, helps us out. Helps us out. Yeah. It's really lovely. Tell a friend. Leave a review. Thank you for joining us. And uh, we'll catch you next time. We'll see you next time. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Adios. Bye.